Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. All right, here we are. We're back to She Loves Grid. It's going to be a little later recording. I am Claire. I'm Diane. Oh, thank you all for joining. It's, it's going to be publishing late, so when you guys are getting it, so later on a Tuesday because there was a lot of travel, though not as much as we had hoped. So uh, we'll just get off on that. So how was our week? Mine was great, other than the delay of I could not join Diane in Barcelona because of visas and government stuff. Yeah, that was so... Oh, it's so disheartening. I have a picture of your empty seats. Actually, I was trying to send that to you, but for some reason it won't let me send some photos. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, we were so excited to have, you know, this whole week together. And we did have days in Barcelona. I mean, in Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Awesome. Um, we did a lot. We ate some great food and got to spend some time together. But it flew by so quickly um, that we didn't really get a lot of video like we thought we would. And yeah, there was a whole lot of stuff we didn't get to do. And then because of the visa situation, um, Claire wasn't able to come with us to Barcelona. Yeah. So just just a quick thing on that, guys. I moved here from the United States and I've made my application Um and I'm privileged being an American that um, while my travel visa has expired, I get to stay here while my application is in process. However, I'm not allowed to travel within the Schengen zone until my actual application is approved. So um, I'm kind of in a state of limbo right now. So I'm privileged enough that I can stay legally and um, wait, but I have to wait. So yeah, so just and really bad timing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just timing. And the, the situation in Ukraine has kind of caused a lot of the delays. We thought it was going to happen. My attorneys, my immigration attorneys, like, it probably is going to work. We might be able to use this other rule, but you're taking a risk. And I, I like to follow the rules. They're just too risky. So, yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Here anyway. we are. <laughs> but, I mean, since it worked out the way it did, it's kind of interesting because I think we'll have two very different views of the race because when you're at the race, um, I think there's nothing better than being at the race, but you also don't have a whole lot of information. Um, we actually got sick on our way to, um, we got on the plane just fine in Berlin, but I'm fine. No, you're fine. It's not, it wasn't that we don't know what happened. Um, but by the time we were at our hotel in Barcelona, I was just like, I can't wait an hour for check-in. Like, you need to give me the room now, please. And we slept and we didn't go to practice on Friday. We didn't make it. We could, we slept the entire day on Friday, just trying oh. to get better and, and rest. So we wouldn't miss race day and qualifying um, also. So it'll be so interesting to hear your side. So unless you're there on like Friday morning, first thing, you are not getting the little um, listening devices. So you can hear what the commentators are saying. And so your view is really only one section of the track. We could see the screens, but sometimes it's hard to watch. Like I want to see the cars coming by and not focusing on the screen. I might as well just stay home <laughs> and watch it if I'm going to watch the screen. So there's a lot of things that you miss out on. You don't hear what the radios, you know, what they're saying. And, and there's a lot of questions. So I think it'll be good because you heard a lot more. Yeah. I was seeing stuff happening at the track, but. And so yeah. for perspective, we, our seats were between uh, turns 13 and 14. We were yeah. And in the section right at the bottom of it, closest to turn 14. So a really good view of everything. But um, yeah, it was great because you could see the cars coming up. Um, we saw some spins and we'll talk about that. Um, I think it was during qualifying. Uh, but also it's where they took out the chicane. And so it really was very high speed um, section. So it was, yeah, really good. I liked our seats. I, I'm, I'm maybe next year, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to, if I can get some 
last minute tickets at one of the other races once I know my visas are approved. So yes. <laughs> okay. So let's let's get into it. The practices yep. and you and just so you guys know Diane's the one who takes all these copious notes through all the things that are happening and I do not. And so um let's see how we do. because <laughs> 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 um, I after the fact it see what I could do. Okay, so first off, I thought it was really interesting um, because if people weren't aware, and uh, they talked about this a lot during the race, is that uh, this this track used to be the test track. Yes. So um, a lot of the uh, teams were doing testing. So there were aero rakes. It shows a picture of like uh, uh, Fernando's car had the aero rakes on it. Um, they had Flovis were on a lot of the cars, and then they were using the test tires. There's a, a yeah. set of test compound out there. So there's yeah. a lot of testing going on, especially during um, FP1. There's a lot of testing happening during the practice, which I thought was really interesting. Extra data was happening. I mean, we do know a couple of the teams have made some changes to their cars, like Mercedes and, yeah. and whatnot. But um, it was just amazing to see here we are in this round and we're doing more testing. It's like it, just the strategy and the engineering that continually happens throughout the season and they're doing testing in the first part of the season still. Which I think you make a really good point is so many teams had upgrades and because we didn't have Imola, they didn't use those upgrades in Monaco. You know, there was some, but you're not going to see because it's the slowest track. You're not going to see, um, you're not going to get the data you want. You want to see what's happening. Um, so I think with that, and then also the tires, the test tires, there's two compounds, I believe, and they're going to start going into effect starting with Silverstone. So I bet mm -hmm. it was a combination of testing, gathering data about these new tires, because we don't, I don't think they ever said where they're at on the compound list. Is it, a, you know, like, is it closer to a C2? Is it closer to a C4? Not that I had heard anywhere, um, but also like, let's gather as much data about our upgrades, about these new two new compounds that might be put into use. Um, and supposedly they're doing those now instead of next year, like they planned because the cars are so much faster this year. Yeah. So um, again, they did gather they that data. Yeah. And it's interesting to be doing that, like in the season doing testing and then I was just, it's just, just fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's cool. Cause we weren't there. Yeah. Right into it. Now I want to point this out. And because yeah. I was taking my notes, I got confirmation of this. I, I thought I heard it, but the commentators confirmed it. So I, I've, I've told you about this. That I, and I, I know it's not just because he's not my favorite driver and, and whatnot, but I swear Max complains every race, right, about the car. So during this one, he complained about the engine. And so when I was going back and researching to make notes for this, he yeah. does complain about it being a bleeping terrible, the engine mode. And the commentators acknowledge that he often complains about the car on Fridays. That's funny. So it's not just me. <laughs> Definitely not just you. But I also get like why that happens on Fridays. Cause that's, you know, your first testing on the track, running the car, how's it working. And Max is such a driven, a driven driver. Um, he's such a, <laughs> he's so competitive that, yeah, he's like, he wants us locked in. Like, here's what I need you to change. This needs to be ready for practice later today or quality tomorrow. Like, yeah. I can't totally imagine agree. being his team though. Like you just know every variety. Oh, what's he going to complain about this time? <laughs> it's not a very healthy environment. Anyway, yeah. um, there's a lot of chatter that day about the weather. And I was already starting to feel uneasy about all the, like, I really wanted to do the tattoo. And I was saying this and my partner, he's like, we well, could still get a tattoo. And I'm like, it's not going to be the same one that we were designing out ideas for like him yeah. getting podium, getting P1. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, but I, I was already starting to feel uneasy just the way he was not pushing it. I know they don't always push it in all the practices, but it's like, yeah. show me some stuff. And he just wasn't, but um, anyway, they're already talking about a lot of chatter during FP1. And then um, the results of F, P1 were Max, Checo, and Ocon. I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought so too, because I did, when I woke up at like four o'clock that afternoon, <laughs> I did see that Ocon was third. And I thought, wow, holy moly, Alpine really brought it, right? They really stepped it up and, and Ocon moving from third 
on the podium in Monaco to already third. Now, again, like, like we've said, practice is, you don't know what they're running. You don't know what they're looking at. Um, but it was kind of exciting to, to wake up and see that for sure. Yeah. I was just like, Oh wow. Look, it's just like, we just had the results of Monaco to show up in FP1. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get into FP2 and, and I didn't realize cause you were asleep, but I thought you were at the race. So I wasn't messaging you because I knew you didn't have your, your like uh, cellular going, but um, I, I was like, you were probably having just a cow over the fact that Ferrari was having so many problems. They were in a level wobbling while they were braking. They kept doing a lot of like slow-mo and replays that oh. their car was having. Yeah. They kept reporting us the stuff they were talking about. Charles and, and Carlos both were talking about, especially Charles. And um, the, the replay were showing it that when they would break, the car would wobble a bunch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they they were struggling a lot in that in the FP2 session. They're talking about some issues with the car and braking. Oh my goodness! Did yes. not even know that. I'm glad yeah. I didn't know that going into the <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> that would have freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it was a pretty clean session. Otherwise, and then Alonso finally was like pushing. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm getting that tattoo. I gotta start. I gotta start putting some stuff up. We could put the poll after he wins, and then see get. Get everybody to vote on it so it's like an up and down day for me <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then nico finished yes three there like what <laughs> i know i was like it was like like it was like there was like kind of top two turvy there i was like oh is this gonna be and i got to thinking i mean again this is like the first one in a while because we've had so many street races and it's like oh yeah. so are we gonna see like a race race this is they keep talking, they kept saying over and over, most of these drivers have seen this track and they know yeah. this track. I'm like, oh, are we going to really see, since we didn't see Emila, which is like classic F1, is this like yeah. secondary classic F1 because everybody knows it. I'm thinking we're not going to have all these people flying off the track and we're not going to have accidents and we're not going to have bumps and we're not going to have all these different problems. And no, then yeah. FP3 happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just as I thought all that. Like then, then FP three happened. I've got a list. <laughs> Actually, I know you do. Q one was worst. Q one like, was worst. It did. Um, it did rain. Yes. Right. And so it actually was, I mean, weather-wise, it, it kind of was nice. I did not mind the rain at all. You know, we we had our umbrellas and we were all set uh and it definitely came over the mountains. The The track is in such a beautiful location. I mean, all tracks seem to be out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and this one is no different, but looking around, you're like, you're just, you see all this green and then these mountains kind of, you know, out in the, in the distance. And it's so beautiful. Just sitting where we were, I just kept looking like, God, this is, <laughs> this is gorgeous. And I will get posting on our social media. I have so much stuff that I wanted to post, but, um, internet was, yeah. was iffy a lot of times. And then again, we weren't feeling well. So it was like, we'd get back and there were, you know, we wanted to eat and, and, you know, yeah, it, it, you and I did not coordinate very well with the, the hiccup with us. Last, we were trying last minute, just and again, just to like go back to me not going. We were down to literally midnight the night before, with yeah. me trying to figure out a way to go, and yeah. so we did not do well of like going. Oh, well, since I'm going to stay, maybe I should take over social media while you're there and post <laughs> stuff. And what's the timing? And we were just totally on all yeah. of that and right over us. We right did not plan over. well. We did not plan but, well of that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy um so with the rain um it dried it seemed like it was drying up right like it seemed like it would be okay um well i guess that will be qualifying we can talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. so let's get we'll get to fp3 first okay. so first off yeah. i there wasn't a lot until the red flag and it, poor logan yeah. that's all i can say it's poor logan like that kid and I think it's interesting that, you know, the we heard the rumor that, that DeVries was kind of given an ultimatum as a, as a rookie, but poor yeah. Logan. I mean, he's like, yeah. how many times, I, I should have gone and looked up, how many times has he not started and ended in the bottom two or three? Like, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So yeah, into the gravel and he gets out and he's apologizing. He's like, I don't think it's that bad. And then 
you know, the F1 TV commentator's like, no, and I saw it come off the flatbed. It's looking pretty rough. Who knows if they're going to be able to get him out in time for quality? Oh, wow. Like, yeah, they were they were worried. He they, That guy was worried. I forget his name, but they, he was pretty worried about um, – because of the, 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 you know, the floor looked bad. And then of course the suspension and, you know, cause he hit it pretty hard and then going into the gravel and everything that it was, uh, thought it was going to be a lot of work. And of course there was, there was some rain on the track. You know, Stroll went to the gravel, uh, Checo was looking pretty good. Hamilton was not out much, but then he just like the last minute got out there, got, you know, P3. Yeah, which got, really was interesting because we could see, obviously, just one Mercedes on the track. And then they would show video of Lewis out of his car. And I'm yeah. like, what is he doing? Like, he doesn't want to take the chance. I mean, because if I remember correctly, didn't they all wait a little bit? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little nerve-wracking. And I think, yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking. I was just like, I mean, it was just practice. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Still, I, I, like, and that. And still, it still, it bothers me. It bothers me so much. It bothers well, me. I, I remember saying, because I think finally the Ferraris came out. Um, and I was like, I am thinking like, it might still rain during qualifying. Like, wouldn't you want to kind of be out on the track? And, you know, if it's a little bit wet or whatever, I know you only have so many tires, and so you might want to be hanging on they to those. They said that the intermediate were quality. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they even said that they were going out on old tires during practice too. Mm -hmm. So, like, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. All right. Well, qualifying. Uh And I started out in our notes in big red letters. So unexpected. It, it was just, I, I just kept going, what, what, what? <laughs> like, it, it, it was crazy. Yes, I I did jot down a couple things um, while I was sitting there in between sessions. So right at the start of Q1, it was kind of spitting. Like yeah, just that's what they said, there. spitting. Yeah. They said light rain or spitting. Yeah. But as you saw, um, because I think it happened, you know, pretty quickly in Q1, there was one section of the track where it kind of comes up around one corner, right where we were sitting. And you you saw with the first couple cars, it looked fairly dry. And then as they went through, you just saw the spray of water. I'm like, there is like water on the track that you're not noticing at all. And then you go through it and the spray of water that would come out. And that's where we had a few people, you know, doing the little sliding off. <laughs> Probably turn 11 because they said turn 11. That's where Sunoto spun out. Um, yeah. And later DeVries had an issue. Uh, yep. Yeah. The turn 11 was not good. And I think that's where it was uh, scary. Uh, Botos, I forget where he spun out, but that's where we get the red flag is for Botos. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. Oh, uh, was it there? I don't know. It seemed like several cars came through there and it, it was really scary. The other thing I had written down was um, that <laughs> Gasly was getting in everyone's way. And so yes. that was the other thing is as they passed the area where that used to be the chicane and now it was a very high speed, um, you know, Gasly is just lollygagging and here comes Carlos and twice also, I don't know which Mercedes, but the Mercedes did the exact same thing. I think it was Lewis coming up on George and George kind of had gotten in the way. And we all thought like we were going to see a crash. Like that is how fast they were going and how they were able to avert like from hitting the car in front of them. So when we heard that night about Gasly's <laughs> two grid, grid penalties, it made sense. I'm like, this dude is in everybody's yeah. way and and dangerous, like so dangerous. Yeah. I literally thought I was going to witness Carlos getting in a crash right in front of us. It was it was really scary. It's gonna be interesting being there live too to see it because it's a different perspective than what we see on, on TV, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's completely different. different because I don't know if they're like an our view was from behind. So we could actually see, you know, as they're going and, and the lifting off, off of the, um, the oh. throttle, like it was terrifying. And as fast as you think they go on TV in person, it seems like it's on, 
extra, extra fast mode, you know? (laughs) Well, we were looking at the speeds and in that, at that track, there were some areas that they were hitting like 187, 190 miles an hour. It was fast. Like there were some fast spots, three over 300 kilometers an hour. It was, it it was fast. It's really fast. And and I think when you're seeing it, sometimes you're kind of like, okay, here they come. But holy moly, especially on that that fast. They were smart to take the chicane out. I can't imagine like that would be kind of a boring section if they kept it in. But that being a now a high speed corner, it was intense. It was well, and really you were tough. at the corner then at 14 yep. where Alonzo went off into the gravel, and that's when he started having problems because later in the that same Q1, the commentators marked out that they had taped up his floor. So he oh. had damaged his floor. So remember I told him, I was messaging you about something wrong with his floor. Yeah. So I went back to this note. So I was like, I knew I was losing my mind and just like <laughs> imagining things. But yeah, they talked about that. Um, the commentators had called out there was floor damage for Alonzo that they, they had taped it up. Oh. Which is going to well, cause we, aerodynamic we, issues. And, and he, he was struggling because he was not, he did not have a lot of oomph in the rest of qualifying. Interesting. Yeah, because we could see on the screen... I think it might've been a little bit later. Um, maybe it was for Q3, the mechanics underneath this car. And I'm like, holy moly. Yeah, Cause he, he didn't, and did Q3 come out until three minutes left in oh, Q3. Yeah. I was panicking. Literally <laughs> Q3. Anyway. Same, no, same. Cause we're like, Fernando hasn't been out at all. Like maybe I he's was, just happy with 10th place. I don't, I was I having don't know. a heart attack. It was, oh my gosh, I heard that. Yeah. So Q1 we had, so Yuki spins out on turn 11. Then there was a red flag from Botas. Botas, so we were at a hold. And then turn 14, Alonso goes wide, hits the gravel, damages his car. Then turn five, DeVries spins off, and Albon spins off also. Yeah. Sergeant um, doesn't make it out, and he does finally make it out after his repairs to get a lap time. So, but it didn't really matter because he no. was in his <laughs> place. Um, we had yellow flags out again later because of, I should have said again, but it came up with turn 11 DeVries has an issue in that same turn. Yeah. And then what you pointed out, Signs was not happy because Gasly got in his way. Oh, and that he, was terrible. He, and he pleaded on, he did plead on the radio for the, the stewards to take a look. They did. Good. Um, and at three minutes, is when uh, before Q1 was over, uh, Charles, Checo, and Alonzo went and got new tires. Oh. And then there was that crazy last lap of <laughs> just people yeah. just shooting up to the top. And you ended up with Hamilton, Norris, and Russell in the top three. I know. Isn't that crazy? Norris, I mean, Norris was like, what? And I kept saying, like, I guess those those McLaren upgrades, boy, they Mercedes. And then Mercedes. I was like, oh, my second favorite team. I get my shirt yeah. out. I finally have some F1 shirts now. So yeah, them as well. But then we had Botas was out, K Mag was out, Albon looking out. I, I was like, Diane's gonna be crushed. I could I could just hear the proverbial scream from Barcelona to Berlin. I cannot believe it. I was like, what is he doing? Like, he needs to get a fast lap in. What is he doing? And I, if I, I can't remember if there was just like he was running into issues or traffic or whatever. But um, so I. <laughs> I swear they were still calling out his brakes in Q1 too. Uh, I swear they were still talking about his brakes. I didn't find it in the, in the, the recap, but. Um, I couldn't believe it. When my boyfriend was like, Charles, because I kept asking, I could see the screen, but I couldn't read all the little letters. And so I kept repeatedly saying, he had binoculars. And I was like, who's in the bottom five? Or he would just tell me who's last. And I'm like, no, who's in the bottom five right now? And so he kept, he goes, oh, Charles in 19th. I was like, what? What? <laughs> and like, and they color code everything. So I was like, that can't possibly be my Ferrari in that bottom drop zone right now. And sure enough, I could not believe it. Charles out in the Q1. When does that happen? How? Like I was like, like I said, I well, his car was crap. Clearly, yeah, yeah clearly, car was terrible. And I, again, not knowing why it was terrible. I didn't know anything about the brakes. I, you know, I, ugh. Yeah, he, he was not happy. 
I have to get some of the quotes. He was he was not happy. There were there were definitely some quotes on that. It was yeah, he was yeah. Not, not a happy camper. Yeah. All right, so Q2, they, they the stewards were investigating the two ghastly incidents at that point. It's pretty smooth to start, but then it's, it went to to you know to pet to pot at the end. Two <laughs> minutes left is when Checo went into the gravel at turn five, and you're just like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Um Russell and Perez can't improve their times. Uh, and I was shocked that Russell ended up so far down. Um, and it's at the end of that that um, Lewis and George make their contact. And they hit. Maybe that's what you were talking about. about the so, No, it was, no, was two different first? occasions. So I didn't know about that until after. Oh, because wow. And Lewis happened, came back and apologized, by the way. Yeah, he, the, he, he took the That blame. happened after they had passed us. But I did, looking back at the notes I took um, from that day, it was in Q2 when Lewis and Russell. So um, what I had written down was at our turn, one cut the other off. And then, mm. yeah. So I don't know who was who because they come through sometimes so quickly and I didn't jot it down, you know, when it happened. But I was thinking that George cut off Lewis. And okay. then they had the bump. So definitely not a cute, great Q2 for. Um, well, in the bump, Lewis apologized and said it was on him, which is, you know. Okay. And, yeah. I like that. that ownership. Yeah. That was really awesome on that, that part. But so you had that one. I mean, I didn't have much else. I don't remember much else other than Checo. That was just like, oh, it was heartbreaking. Oh, Checo. Um, it was so sad. But then to have, so after we lose Charles in Q1, we lose Perez and Russell in Q2. I know. And it's like, oh my God, this is like opening up so much possibilities. Oh, um, poor Yuki. Oh. Yuki. I... Oh, my little global trip. I was hoping that would give him a chance to pop in there, but he just just barely missed it. I was happy that DeVries made it through to Q2 because I feel like overall, if this was his last opportunity to show progress, I feel like he's showing the progress, right? Yeah. Like, you know, granted, he didn't make it into Q3. Neither did Joe. He was the other one um, that was out. But I thought that DeVries was showing even though he's fun but i don't think you could see that that water was on the track yeah. you know and he's not I, the only one they're seasoned ones that were yeah exactly there, so yeah so and then q3 oh my goodness like you said all alonso. i gotta say about q3 is alonso that that's the thing that got me it's like he yeah he's not out he's not out he's not out and and i didn't put two and two together that they were working on this car all i could focus on is like why aren't you out so yeah. why aren't you out? You need to get out. You need yeah. to get out. And they're like five minutes left. Why aren't you out? <laughs> Three minutes left. Oh, here comes Hanzo. I'm like, you've got to go out one time. It's going to take a minute to go around. You've got one, one try. You've yeah. got one try. And then everybody else is going to come behind you. And I'm like, oh, he got up, I think P4 or something. I'm like, oh, that's great. But here comes everybody else. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'm not getting the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I didn't really take very many notes um, from Q3, but uh, Norris finishing third. Yeah. No, well, again, because, yeah, because he was he was second in Q2 and then third in Q3 because it was yeah. Max Lando Carlos. And then this one was Max Carlos Lando. Yeah. I was like, I wow. I not believe it. I was like, wow, McLaren, I guess whatever you've been doing is really working, especially at this track. So holy crap, like finally Lando is going to get maybe a decent season. And we yeah. can talk about what happens in the, in the race in a, in a minute. But I will tell you, for Car it was amazing to be there with Carlos getting second, you know, in qualifying. Like starting on the front row, knowing it's the home race. <clears throat> um, the last time I was in person, Carlos started on the front row. That was Austin last year. It was Max and then Carlos in second. And freaking George Russell took him out in turn one. And I... I literally said to myself, well, Russell's way back in the grid, so don't have to worry about <laughs> Russell taking him out. Um, our seats were very close to the Carlos Sainz stand. So huge stand for Carlos. It was all marked, you know, Carlos Sainz. <laughs> that crowd was a fun crowd over there. They love to do the wave. Um, 
they were cheering and I've got some video I'll post because they, well, they sang a lot. Oh, Fernando Alonso. They did that a lot. Um, but they were constantly doing chants and singing and cheers. And it was so fun to be at Carlos's home race that close to their stands. He's on the front row of the grid for the race. It was just very, very exciting. Like, I'm so buying the tickets this, for next year as soon as it goes on sale. Like, I'm going again next year. I'm going. I'm going. Again, yeah. meaning I'm actually going. I'm going next year. I've got to go. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what? I, one of the things I thought was really cool about the actual race, and I, I don't like it, the whole, like, pomp and circumstance before and after I could just do without. But one oh, of my favorite it. parts was Fernando and Carlos. <gasps> arm and arm you i was kind of crying because again like the they're both so short too because like fernando's only like five foot seven so carlos can't be much taller (laughs) in my head carlos is like six feet tall but he's Um, not fernando's Fernando's only five foot seven i know which is only it's the same height as my partner dude so that he's not big (laughs) (laughs) i know but it i think that was one of my favorite parts i do i love pomp and circumstance in general i love that kind of stuff but again where this track is how green it was the mountains everything and you hear the piano version of their national anthem that part i love that part it was beautiful like everybody was silent it was so quiet and then i see the video you know on the screen of them you know arm arms around each other around their shoulders it was amazing i try i did take a little picture you know i tried to zoom in on the screen but it was gorgeous like i love the piano that was one of my things it was like oh my gosh i've got a grand piano i should clarify i like the pomp and circumstance when it's like that when it's live and I, I loved the live band playing the outgo the outgoing you know dun, 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 dun. I, I love yeah. when it's live like that I don't like it when it's like too manufactured because I think yeah. it's because I've, I've played live you know orchestra orchestral music before so yeah um so I love that they had the grand piano my first thought was how they get the grand piano out there that's amazing <laughs> um and she was on it man that was amazing um gorgeous that was was beautiful you prior to the race because we um got there somewhat early and we decided okay when you come into the track you can obviously go one of two ways and the day before we had gone one way saw some of the driver talks i was really disappointed friday because we didn't go out we missed a lot of driver talks but got to see um on saturday the uh alpine and then ferrari and coming up after that was red bull but i there were so many people and because we don't i usually like to be at the front because we got there late we were kind of in the the throng of people um so i'm like let's go i'm gonna i think i'm gonna pass out but anyways on sunday we went a different direction. We went to the left and thought we'll walk around, which was definitely the longer way. But I like to see as much of the track as I can. Like, you know, what are what do different parts of the track look like? And is there a better seat and a better view? And I think our seats were good unless you're going to sit on the pits, um, you know, across from the pits. But it was hot. And I never did look to see what the temperature was. It might have only been in the 70s, but the sun was hot. And I was getting a little worried that I don't know if I'll be able to make it. I think I, you know, might be, it might be a little too hot. But as the race um, was getting closer to start time, the wind started picking up. And once you got into your seat, it just felt so good. And then here came all the clouds. And we honestly thought because the clouds coming over our heads towards the track, we're very pretty dark. It was pretty dark. And we thought, oh my God, it's going to start raining just when, you know, the, the race starts, like it's been sunny and, and hot and kind of, you know, kind of nice. And as soon as this race starts, it's going to start raining. And it never did rain. Um, We felt a few sprinkles here and there, but nothing at all. And it was just perfect temperature. It got so nice and cool the entire time to the point where I ended up putting on my jacket because it was so, so chilly. Oh, nice. So, 
Yeah, it actually, I think, worked out pretty well. It could have been maybe a different race if it had stayed that hot. You know, you never know with the, the track. Well, that's cool. But, yeah. Well, let's get into the race itself. Like yeah. I said, I was, it, to me, to me, I mean, you, there was there's no crashes, and you didn't have a lot of you know off the tracks and all of that. Um, I so for my notes, I just kind of summarized kind of everybody moved around up and down, you know, positioning by team. Yeah. Do you? Know I, I, I wasn't feeling from the start that Alonzo was going to win, so I, I kind of was. But yeah, I, I, I get my second favorite team. Mercedes yeah, great. So I'm happy with that. So I had that um, feeling too. I wasn't. I was hoping Carlos and I on our predictions. I put both Carlos and um, Fernando, even though I thought about putting Lewis, just because it's like their home race. But here's the thing: I don't think I ever figured out why Charles started from the pit. What did he take? Do you know that he was starting from the pits? I think he did an upgrade. Um... Yeah, I, I think that. that's what it was because he's starting from the pits. But like, I never heard why, and no big deal if we don't know. But I was just curious if you knew. Uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, it was. Um, oh, uh, they did as an after park for me changes is what it says. But uh, let's see, it says um, change the suspension. Oh, okay. That's what happened on Saturday. Ferrari decided to make changes to his suspension as well as replace his car with a new energy store, new control electronics, a new gearbox case and cassette. Okay. Yeah, I figured it had to be something something like that. Um, but might as well. You're already starting at the back of the grid. Like, just. Yeah. And um, Sergeant, he didn't lose his place because Sergeant had qualified to also start from the pit. Because they made changes to his suspension and alterations to his brake cooling. So since oh. they both were making changes, they both they kept their positions. Yeah. So the start was a little crazy. So they get going and poor Norris. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. There's that, and then there was the whole controversy too about uh, George. George. What five places it was because he what? went off into that the. What, that lane and then came back on and then there was back to the fact a lot of the fan groups were like oh see he did this was it right but the the stewards came back and said no that that was allowed that he actually got the advancement before he went off or something like that oh okay yeah because that that is one hard part the only other race i've been to we sat at, near the start line and so that is hard to not see what's happening um, I mean, again, we can watch the screen, but you miss a lot of the little intricacies, right? Like at first it almost looked like everybody got away. Okay. And then I was like, when they came around, I said, where's Norris? <laughs> He's nowhere to be found. And then here he comes after, like, you know, he went into the pits and got his new, new stuff, but yep. um, totally missed the whole thing with George. We did not see that on the screen. So, you know, it just looked like George had had a great start and was jumped up quite a bit. Yeah. And they said, because there was a lot of controversy around, you know, no one called it cheating, but it was like, was it allowed? Was he supposed to use that? You know, did he advance too far? You know, because he went off track. And well, came you're, back not on. Supposed to, you're not supposed to gain an advantage by going off the track. And that's, yeah. I'm sure what everybody is saying is yeah. like, if he passed five cars and he was technically off the track then he's gaining an advantage. Yeah, um, and the stewards are saying that he had gotten past them before he went off or it wasn't the going off the track did not gain any advantage. And that, so that's what yeah. the stewards said. And we listened to Checo's, we listened to all the radios um, afterwards and at, at least when they ended. And I believe it was Checo that said on his radio, um, something about George going off and gaining that advantage. That is what put him into P3. And Red, oh, I can't remember. I don't think Red Bull really responded on well, the Horner, Chris, Christian Horner on Sky Sports said that he got away with a, a corner cut. Yeah. So, and, and that came also, like I said, off of Checo's radio. Like, as he's crossing the line and they're telling him where he's at, he, that is in his head. It's fresh in his head where he's like, Russell's five, or Russell finished third because of what he did. 
he got that advantage over those five cars. So definitely a little controversy at the beginning, but poor Lando, like where did he mm. end up? 17th or something? Lando ended up at no. uh, 17th. Yeah, he was. From okay. P3 to P17. I mean, you here you have like, yay. Because <laughs> yeah, as soon as he pitted, like he was, it was in there forever too. And then he was lapped and like, it was just like. It was yeah. so sad. Like I cheered for him every time he came around because he was pretty much by himself. Um, and he just kept coming. And it's like, this is the saddest thing ever. I know. I was like, when it, and, and I even missed it too because I remember it happening. And then I'm like, why is he 40 something seconds behind it? Yeah. P1. Like how how did that happen? How did he get lapped? Like what happened that he was oh, out that yeah. far? It, yeah, was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And I would say the other thing that's that's interesting, I think I have a video from lap nine. Um, so you know, the first few laps, the cars come through and they're somewhat close together. And by lap nine, like the the spacing between Max's car coming through and then Carlos, it just kept getting longer and longer and longer and um i really wanted to take a video towards the end of max and i think i do have one but um, not unfortunately but the lapped cars are kind of in between so you miss the difference between where max is and where um lewis was and so mm -hmm. i'll try to see if i can post that video and somehow mark lewis's car so you realize like that the space, <laughs> how much, yeah. how many seconds are in between the first car and the second car? It's, it's really insane in person to see how much, how many seconds goes by before the next car comes through. Max is just dominant. I'll sit and watch, you know, when I'm watching and, and I see like when, when Fernando or whoever's in second behind him and I'll watch and like the, the interval is like, okay, they're a second, they're 1.1, they're 1.2, now they're 1.8 why like why can't you catch them like why yes. is it and i saw some people talking you know the chat groups and whatnot they're you know they talk about different things and i think it would be interesting to see because yes he is a good driver but fernando is a phenomenal driver carlos is a phenomenal driver charles is a phenomenal driver there's a lot of phenomenal drivers now somebody suggested take the drivers and do like a round robin swap right in between oh, the yeah. cars yeah. What would you get if you put Max in a Williams? Well, I don't Max know. drove the Williams, and for, like if you swap them around and you put Max in a in a different car, in a car that's like subpar, and you put you know Fernando or one of these other drivers in in one of those, how would how would it lay out? Because it's it is a combination of the driver and the car. Yeah, it's not all the car. It's not all the driver either. Yeah. All these people, oh, Max is the best driver ever, and Lewis is the best driver. All these, yeah, some of them are phenomenal drivers. Yes, but it's also the car. That's the that's the beauty of F one. F one isn't just the driver. Like some yeah. of the other, all the other, you know, the things in motorsport, when all the cars are exactly the same. That's the thing. It's not just that because these all these cars are not exactly the same. No. Even the same two cars on the same team. We're not exactly the same. So, but take going, those two drivers and put them on a different team. Yeah. You never know. It would be interesting. I mean, no teams are going to let another driver, but it would be cool if, if we could see that. But one of the things that I wasn't aware of, again, being at the race, is apparently Max had a lot of um, track limit violations. A lot. In fact, Toward the end, the last couple of laps are telling him that, that he got he got the the was it the orange and black flag or whatever it is he got he got it yeah and they told him if he went over again that he was going to get a five second penalty and they're like yeah but it's no big deal you're so far ahead don't worry about it oh jeez and he he started he started he's like why what do you mean I don't talk about like I, what do you mean I'm not going out like he was almost like I don't know what you're talking about. And then, then there was, I don't know, there was some other kind of, either he said it or someone speculated that he said that he was just like checking something or I don't know, pushing the limits or something. Interesting. But, but yeah, he, he, he got, he got a track uh, warnings. I don't know if he actually got the actual penalty or not, because he went over at least four times. Wow. That's really interesting. Cause that, I think that last year he was doing that quite a bit and, and you see a lot of the, 
oh, it's favoritism. Of course, you know, Max isn't getting penalized for that like other drivers would. But I didn't I didn't see it, obviously, from where we were. Um, I don't think the track violation or the track limit areas were near us. But that's that is interesting. It was really hard to watch um, Carlos go from P2 to, you know, I mean, I think I'm lucky. We're lucky he ended up in fifth. I feel like that could have been been worse. but I mean, Charles, I mean, Charles starting in the pits at P19. Yeah. And then he, he made it up to P11, but that not, which was good. But, the, yeah. you know, again, not knowing what was going on. So, like, why was Carlos going into the pits kind of, it seemed kind of early. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, it was a two stop strategy uh, for everybody. Um, but not but everybody. Who, who didn't go in? Uh, Merce- oh, Mercedes, I think, only did one, and I think uh, uh, Red Bull only did one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm well, we're not going to win anything when we're stopping twice for tires or whatever. Um, Checo had a phenomenal oh, race. No, Max did finally did two. Yeah, Max did oh, two. Did. Okay. Yeah, Checo's charge up. I mean, he was just picking people off. You and you could see from RM we did not have any overtaking in our area, but I know it was almost you could see it was going to happen as soon as they rounded the corner where it was out of sight for us. Um because when Lewis took over Carlos <laughs> coming around the high speed turn where we were sitting, I looked at at my boyfriend and I said, "Well, Lewis is going to overtake him around that next corner. And sure enough, then they show the video. And it was the same with Checo. You could just see him picking people off. So for him to go where he started to finishing fourth, right? He finished ahead of um, Carlos. Really, really good drive. Amazing, amazing drive. And same with Lewis. I feel like all weekend. Oh, also BD Dubs, uh, Shakira was there. And yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, But even during some of the qualifying sessions, I was surprised that Lewis, his times were not higher because he seemed to be coming through faster than a lot of the other drivers. So he, I mean, he also had a great race. It was great to see him back up on the podium. Very, very exciting. I couldn't believe a double Mercedes podium, though. Like I know that that was insane. That was insane. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, um, there was three that did three pit stops, but everybody else did two. So who did three? Um, um, That would be uh, K Mag, Lando, and Nico. It's a Haas fan. Both of their cars. Okay. And three, yeah, it, it's it, it's some of the, the drops though that I thought were just pretty, you know, some of them were pretty close, you know, like uh, I don't know, well, you had Gasly, you know, he his his grid penalty, he ended up uh starting P10 because of that, but then he ended up finishing P10. Um, <laughs> like a bunch that started and ended right where they they had, but um. Uh, the uh, I think the ones that were like to me that were the most heartbreaking. You had um, was it Nico? He got P seven and then he finished P fifteen. Is that where he ended up finishing? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Here's the thing though about the Haas, and I meant to say this when we were talking about qualifying, is they really are a. They're, they're great on a single lap. They've got that pace on a single lap, but for consistency. Yeah. They just don't have that when it comes to the race. Well, and then look at that. They've pitted three times. I don't know why they pitted three times, but three times, that's not helping you. If you're out, if you're pitting three times, that's not helping you at all. Um, Yeah. Most definitely not. Yeah. That's That's just crazy. crazy. And, And and they, and they had pitted three times by lap, and, and very similarly, uh, Nico had pitted uh, his third one on lap 43, 
and his second his uh KMAG on lot 42. Oh wow. So um that's that's just really interesting if we think about that because uh I wonder what tires they were on. I don't know. So it, they pitted about the same time on all of them. So Haas, Nico and Kevin, 10 and 8, then 24 and 26, 42 and 43. Those are the the, the laps. So huh. very similar strategy for both of them on their pits and three times. I'm like, that, that's not helping. That'd be yeah, that is, that is really interesting, actually. Um. Yeah, we were watching some of the tie, you know, who was on what tires and um, but I don't know like what the degradation was. That's the hard part with being live, unless you're getting the commentary. <laughs> you don't always know what's happening. Why are they going into the pits? Is it tire degradation? Is there, is there an issue with the car? You don't always know what what the situation is. Well, yeah, Still, like, so the same person, but yeah, Joe at least moved up and got points from P13 to P9. So that was good for Alfa Romeo, right? He was so excited too on his radio yeah. message. Like that was so cute. But also yeah. because Yuki got a drop. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Yuki. I still do not see where he ran Joe off the track. I, I didn't see it when they showed the video. I've looked at it one other time. I need to probably spend a little bit more time looking at it. But Yuki felt the same way. He said, I didn't push him up. There was space. And it, to me, it looked like there was space. And he said, it's not my problem if he chooses to go off because he, you know, doesn't, he doesn't allow, take that space or just decides to go off and, and have extra space. Um, I felt so bad for Yuki. Like you could just hear how upset he was um, when they told him about that. Like, and even afterwards watching that uh, interview, the post-race interview. I felt so bad for him. Horrible. You know, and it's like he, he has been doing pretty well this season. He's been doing really well. And to go from points to now out of the points and everybody moves up, Joe moves from 10th, you know, to, to ninth. And I don't know who was in the, Oh, you said Gasly moved to 10th. So yeah, he finished 10th and Charles just still didn't make it. Sucks. But Mercedes has to be second in the constructors now because they were neck and neck with, um, yeah. Yeah. I'll go look that up. I do remember at the end of the race saying like, Oh my gosh, that is now getting really tight. Like, those yeah, yeah Mercedes is now second and Aston Martin is third. It's 152, 134. Ferrari's 100. Alpine is 40. Mercedes or McLaren rather is 17. And then Haas and Alfa Romeo tied at eight. Hmm. But driver standings, um, it goes Red Bull, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Mercedes, Ferrari, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I overall, I thought it was like, I think you had said when we were chatting, like it was, you know, a fairly straightforward race. You know, we had no safety cars. We had no red flags. There was no. It was, it was so interesting. Like the only thing I was like, because I can't believe I saw it. Shocked that we talked this long. Um, so for Aston Martin, both of their drivers ended up in the gravel pre-race. Both of the drivers did advance one up from their qualifying to how they finished and they got points, which is great. Um, and then Alonso, of course, was once again, watching the race and supporting it. At one point, they're like getting him to try to push past uh, his stroll. And he's like, no, it's all right. He can. <laughs> you could tell they were so consistent coming through because I was like, pass him, you know, and he's pass like, and he literally is on the radio going, nah, basically, just let Stroll finish the way Stroll's going to finish. She's like, nah. She's like, it's yeah. all right. And every time they kept coming around, and I'm like, we're running out of laps. And they, his spacing was so consistent to Stroll. Like, you could tell he wasn't trying to push any further, you know, harder. He wasn't. He was on the radio gas. basically saying, let him let him have it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then the the after the race where his engineer is telling him, this is who finished and this is the order. 
and he threw signs in there and you fernando's like what and, he, and the injuries oh no 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 i'm sorry you know it's it's max it's lewis and then russell and he kind of and then you know whatever goes from there and he goes oh that makes more sense because that's not what they were showing on the screens and i'm like again you're watching the screens as you go around he cracks me up he cracks me up and of uh, course, yes, Mercedes, you know, upgrades are starting to show. That, apparently. That P2 to P3. I mean, Hamilton goes from P4 to P2, but Russell, P12 to P3. Like, this is, I mean, it's showing some It's showing some good driving. I mean, granted, there's that one section that's all questionable about how he moved up those spaces. But aside from that, look at all the other things that that kid is doing. He's showing some good driving. Yeah. Well, and I think... It's also good strategy. Right? And you listen like, to him. They talk about him. They talk about how he is so in tune with the car. He's so in tune. And he's he's quite polite on the radio and really into it. He makes me think of a young Alonzo. Like, he's very into the strategy and into the car and into everything that's going on around him. And he's very calm about it. He's very, he's very British about it. <laughs> very British. Very British. But I, you know, I think good for them. And I'm excited to see, well, for all of the teams. So they go to Canada next. Um, and there was one other thing I want to talk about, like post-race, just because it's kind of fun. Well, but, and then just, and just one other quick thing, just to mark that Checo did go from P11 to P4. So that was pretty which, cool. An amazing race to watch him you know i'm sure on tv but also in person just every time he was coming around it's like oh he picked off another one he picked off another one like so like great job art, just art just to watch him it's just in just quietly just go 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 so yeah that was, was pretty incredible. amazing it was hard for him but, but just to show you how competitive those mercedes cars are becoming that he was he could not pick them off yeah regardless of whatever you want to say what russell did or did not do he could not pick off russell or hamilton yeah, it's both of those cars that they've they've done something. They've done something was showing some right. good improvement. Like we've been talking, they you know they knew after that first what after the first race or so, they needed to make changes and they've been working hard on it. And so yep. for them to come out and have such a strong race, like I say, good for them, good for everybody back yep. back at the factories. Um, right after the end of the race, just real quick before we talk super two seconds about. Um, next week, we got the opportunity to go out onto the track, which was really fun. Um, Your picture there, sitting yeah, out on the grid. So, uh, that was towards that's towards the back of the grid. Unfortunately, there were tons of people, obviously, out there walking. Um, we couldn't even go close to like where the first row of pit boxes are because people were still down there after the ceremony, the podium ceremony, and all of that stuff. And I would have loved to have gotten tried to get a look into the pits, um, into the garages, but it was so packed. There was no way I was ever going to get down there. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm good. I'm on the track. I picked up a little, a little rock. I wish, honestly, I would have grabbed more, but I grabbed a rock. So, um, I have a rock from Olympia, Greece, because I'm a big Olympics fan, and I've picked up, you know, a little rock here and there, just tiny little rocks. And so I got one that has green, so it's painted for the edge, you know, of the track. Um, but we were able to go out there and do that, and then, yeah, and then head it out. But so much fun. I'll start posting on our social media and sharing a little bit more about just the experience we did. Um explored the fan zone a little bit. It was very different from Austin in a lot of ways. It's not nearly as big of a track uh, outside of, I guess, the track area the where fans walk and everything. In Austin, you've got circus rides. What do you got? Like um, Ferris wheel and all that kind of stuff. And, and this, there's just a little section. Um, it's a very narrow when you're trying to leave. Like I was at one point on Saturday thinking there are so many people trying to go in two directions in this very narrow area. I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. If somebody decides to like freak out, this could be a serious issue, but a beautiful, beautiful track. And so I'll start posting more now that I said there was 248,000 and some odd number of people in attendance. Oh, okay. We were wondering, 
Sunday by far the the busiest day. Like we went on Saturday and there was lots of empty seats around us, lots of empty seats across the whole track. Like we could see how few seats were actually filled, even for qualifying. Got a little bit busier between P3 and qualifying. But then Sunday, it was like all the seats were taken except for the ones <laughs> next yeah. to us, which was so sad. So sad. So I'll post, I'll start posting more things. We did a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff, but we greatly missed you guys. Next time. Next time. Next time for sure. A hundred percent. I'll have to figure out what we're talking about next week. And then the next race is in Canada. Canada. It's going to be more on my time zone. Yay. Time zone. Um, that's the one race though, that we heard another couple talking. They were from England and they were talking about how Montreal definitely should go to that race. Like everything is so well done. They bring your drinks and food to your seats, like the whole oh. nine yards. So nice might be available for next year already. We might need to look into that. All right. I, I'll be able to travel for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope by next June. But yeah, Canada oh, yeah. next week and we will figure out what to talk about on Beyond the Grid. Or not Beyond the Grid. Uh, grid Basics or we'll do a team profile or something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yep. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up and get it off to being published. Apologies. It was late today. We had some international travels and so we're recording on Tuesday, which is odd, but we'll get this out. And thanks for coming along, and we'll see everyone next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash she loves the grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Mm -hmm.